0: Listen to the story everybody and welcome to another true stories of Tinseltown, and i have another fabu guest for you his name is rico simonini <laughs> i'm just gonna, gonna call him rico and he has done a film and also you produced and you did some writing too rico right
1: that's right i i, I wrote the uh, screenplay and produced the film and uh yeah I'll
0: put it together. Wonderful. Anyway, so Rico did this, and he made this wonderful movie. I watched it, Frank and Ava, about our favorite. I'll tell you, the people listen to this show, I've done um, Classic Hollywood Couples, Iconic, and, of course, Frank and Ava are always there. And I love them myself. I think they're such a, an interesting Love story, hate story, love story. So this this is about Rico. Rico is a doctor. He is a cardiologist in Los Angeles. So... Why did you decide to make this Frankie Baby and star as Frankie Baby movie?
1: <laughs> I know right? It's, just, it's the first thing you think about when you got out medical school. Let mean, make a movie.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be Frank Sinatra. Yeah, see, yeah. There you
1: go. There you go. Well, I mean, I, I guess it, it goes back to where I grew up. I grew up, in, you know, in Brooklyn. You know, the, uh, the, the 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 god spa of the world, as uh, as Art Carney used to say uh, back in the day. And when you grow up in Brooklyn, a neighbor that grew up with a uh, uh, you know, very Italian, uh, actually very Italian and Jewish, Bensonhurst area, uh, everyone around you was a character, you know. So basically you, you grew up observing people and characters and guys didn't have regular names. Guys had like, you know, Petey Neck or or, or, or roast beef. Or, <laughs>
0: and,
1: and everybody was, a, and that's how you identify with these characters and these places and you know and, and and places where you had to like knock on the door and there was a password and as you follow their playing cards you go shh, i'm trying to fill straight here, playing playing poker <laughs> so when you grow up that way you kind of you know, it's it's the rules are a little bit different you, you you observe life from a different take and, and 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 you're full of this this animation and and you want to and we're all expressive kind of people, you know, us, 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 uh, us uh, Brooklynites. So I always liked theater. I always liked uh, uh, telling stories. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to sit with my mom and watch, you know, the old Black and whites. You know, my mom said, and she would tell me, like, all the gossip. There's Lana Turner. She got married so many times. And there's so-and-so.
0: <laughs> I love and, that. And so, if you want gossip, be, check out my podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. And, and yeah. so, I got so pulled into that world. Um, you know, and 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 the world beyond Brooklyn was all on the, on the screen. You know, you right. could be you could be anywhere for two hours. So I kind of I kind of was always enthralled with that. But I was also the science nerd too. Like I built like the helium laser in the seventh grade. And wow, kind of crazy things. So so I was always going to be pre med, going to be a doctor when I grew up. But there was this thing in me about doing theater and being being an actor or doing something with film, but just, I did you know, I didn't, it took a while for that to, to, to blossom and it didn't really happen fully until I came out to LA. I came out, I finished my training in cardiology and then came out to LA to work at Cedars-Sinai medical center. And, uh, within being here, maybe three months, a patient I'm examining uh, looks at me and says, uh, Hey, are you doing any acting? <laughs> and, uh, it's like, I don't know, the school plays kind of, well, no, no, we're having this, uh, the stage reading for this comedy. And, uh, and Tony Danza can't make it, so I need a Brooklyn guy. That's you. Just 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 come and be you. How and cute he
0: just, is that? He, you are checking <laughs> on uh, his heart, and he could maybe. And he's making you a star.
1: Perfect. And he's recruiting, So, so I I, yeah. I I did that, and then one thing led to another. I started doing theater. Uh, I started doing plays, and and uh, a lot of my patients were members of the Actors Studio, and they kept giving me original plays to do. And uh, one of the plays that was handed to me. Uh, it was actually a play called Frank and Ava, written by a, a guy named Willard Manis, who's from the Actors Studio Playwright Group. And he goes, I'm writing this, r- workshopping this play about Frank Sinatra, and I'm writing it with you in mind, because I want, I want you to be Frank. And we, uh, we did a reading for, for the Actors Studio. I remember the, the test reading, and uh, was, it was a two a hander, you know. And I uh, remember after the first, reading the first act, they're going around the room asking for comments, and one, one person raised their hand and says, I don't understand this play. It's all about two people drinking, fighting, and screwing. What kind of marriage is that? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Marty Lando says, "The only kind of marriage I've ever known." <laughs> so,
0: oh, Martin Landau. So, yeah, Marty Landau says that. So, so, My, yes. Marty. Okay.
1: So, 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 <laughs> so that became so it became a play. We we did the play in Hollywood. It, it was a hit. People really. It was a very very heartfelt story, and it was a play that dealt with Sinatra. At, at basically the, the the crux of his career, when his you know when the uh, you know when when the heartthrob, uh, uh, crooner was kind of fading,
0: right. And his Bobby career Soxers was fading. Bobby Soxers were not coming by his door, by and swooning sure. anymore.
1: Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. And and there he was. His career was was kind of ending. His voice was going, and he falls in love with. Ava Gardner who's like this 24 year old starlet this the, the growing you know uh, sex symbol and at the time she was dating Howard Hughes the richest man in the world and and and, and that's and he fought, he's smitten by her so he wants two things he wants her and he wants to get his career back and, and the only way he sees himself getting his career back is by getting Harry Cohn to give him the part of Maju and from here to eternity so 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 the play focuses on those those two three years of, of of his life when he met her and had to have her and and, and that whole tumultuous relationship and uh, and so, based on the success of the play, I said this has to be a movie because it's really a great way to tell a story of of this iconic you know character you know right. and, and, and by taking the time of his life that really kind of defined and changed him and and that's what that's that's where the whole idea came from.
0: Well it's a good really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. And I thought you did a really good Frank. I'm giving you big props, Rico. Big oh, thank you. props, thank Frankie thank Rico. You. you did. I really enjoyed it. And you know, I know all of that story. And um I love the Goombas you got. You had Harry <laughs> <laughs> he did I love the uh uh Harry Dean Stanton. That was his last film before he died. Yeah. I loved yeah, him. Yeah, well. And Eric Roberts, I love. I I think he's the cutest thing since sliced tomatoes. Tomatoes, <laughs> and uh, and it was such a uh, such. You captured that period of time in Frank's life, along with Nancy there, and she was very good, and the gossip columnists, and and Frank really saying, I am Matthew. He really felt that like that, and he. He wanted that so bad, but yet, did what did he want more? Ava, career, Ava. But they were too tempestuous, jealous. Ava said, we're too much alike to be together.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's in, in a sense, in, in a nutshell, that, that was their relationship. They were way too much alike. And what made it made her so compelling because, you know, Frank had all these women, you know, over all the years, but this is the parents? one woman he,
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, but he, he, but she was the one person he couldn't own, couldn't possess. He, he couldn't, he, and he had to fight for her and kept fighting for her and he couldn't, hold, he had trouble holding on to her. In fact, what was really, when I was writing the screenplay and researching it, I got to, you know, interview people that knew Frank and and, and I heard some incredible stories of how, Frank would go to all kinds of you know uh, trouble and all these means to try to keep tabs on Ava. So, so like one of the better stories I heard was from Shirley Jones and uh, um, you know, who was supposed to be doing music man with Frank. And essentially she said, we spent all these weeks and weeks and weeks choreographing and singing all the music part and, and, and working together. And, and, and then when it came time to actually shoot the film, the acting part, he walked off set and quit the movie, first day of principal photography. And we were like, what the heck's going on? Why is he quitting the movie? And it turns out that he had had an argument with Ava Gardner on a long distance call while she was in Africa shooting Mogambo. And basically she said to him in so many words, well, you got Shirley Jones. I guess I just have to amuse myself with Clark Gable. And in a jealous rage, he quit the movie and went all the way to Africa to make sure she wouldn't cheat on him.
0: Yeah, but she wasn't even going. <laughs> she did cheat on him with some hunter dude. Right. But right, it was but Clark no, and Gracie, baby. He exactly, loved exactly, that was the romance there. They were just, yeah. I think they needled and, and him running that way, and she was also pregnant. And, yeah, and she didn't want that baby at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. She she had two pregnancies that we were. Well, one may have been Frank, and one she wasn't really sure. Yeah, but, uh, isn't that awful? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Poor Frank. Yeah, but but I tell you in in the word or in, in the line you could say by by her breaking him, right? By you know, breaking his heart, breaking him down. She kind of made him because if you if you see Frank before and after, even his music or his acting, right. We went we went from being this like skinny confident cocky kid to this man with gravitas who was, who was broken, and his, even his all those Nelson Riddle songs that came in the, in the early mid-50s were all about heart, you know, heartbreak. And, 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 and in, in, in his voice, you could hear it, and the quivering of his voice was the pain of losing Ava. And, and I think that's really what propelled him. That it was very palpable in his performances, palpable in his singing. So she basically helped save him by, by, by breaking him.
0: That's true because somebody said she left you. Use it in your movie. Use that. Use that sadness. Go in there and sing and use that sadness. Forget the peppy, Bobby Sox stuff. Get in there and sing and, um, it was something. I mean, her going out. She fascinates me big time, Ava. I've read a couple. I read her book. I read and. You know, Frank did suicide attempts like you have in the in the movie. Um, he he just I think he shot a gun <laughs> in a hotel room, and Ava comes running in. But there was he didn't shoot himself. He right. but he you know really you know maybe she thought that was weak or whatever because he was doing that. Was she flattered? She never really said anything about that in their books, but. You know him. It was like, geez, and they were only. I mean, their marriage lasted about a year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very short-lived. Uh, and and then and, and even while they were married, she was. You know, she she had the the affairs with with the bullfighter, the bullfighter Domining, the and then she had, she had affairs with a hunter in Africa. Uh, and she couldn't. She couldn't help herself. She would say.
0: Well, so. you know, she just. I have my idea on ava ava i I am not a doctor like Dr. Rico, but I play one on this podcast psychiatrist, <laughs> therapist, and my thing with Ava was she was so vulnerable, but she would never show it, so she put this tough veneer up and just like i don 't care i 'll go here there there, barefoot contessa. Castanets, you know, I just think she put this veneer after being hurt so many times that she became a tough guy, but she really wasn't a tough guy, but she was a tough guy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
1: I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, of course, in the, and that's to continue that scenario, like, you know, people who are uh, victimized that way or hurting on the inside, a ton of tough exterior, some even, some even find the abusive relationship. So there's, there's a story of her later on being with Georgie e. Scott and, and Georgie e. Scott was a, oh, was, was a bad drunk and, ooh. and, 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 and violence with her. And, and in fact, there's a story of, of Frank, S- sending somebody or or going to see George and basically you know putting him in this place if so someone someone went and, and and roughed up George and said hey you touch her again you, you, we'll kill you you know so so it was something that he so, believed so, yeah, so, it
0: and he never bothered her again he avoided exactly. her like the plague so that's where exactly. frank was still even though the relationship was mm, what were they together like a year or two before Nancy agreed to the divorce
1: mhm mhm mhm
0: and then yeah. there was that, but they always kept in touch. Frank always, if she needed help, would be there with money and support and whatever. And in Ava's book, she said that she thought that if they moved away from Hollywood, if they moved to New York or Europe, they would have been better. They would have, you know, out of the public eye. I don't think that's true. I think that That wouldn't have happened, but that's what she thought. And then she said, you know, she always thought that maybe they'd get together. But once she met Barbara, his last wife, she said, nope, that ain't going to happen. She liked Barbara, but she knew that they would never be together again.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, even when when she – I met – uh, her her agent the the last agent that represented her when she was when she was doing like not landing and those shows back then to try to, to try to earn money, and uh, she became more of a, a recluse living in living in London and and kind of kind of kind of staying away from the public eye. Um and uh so so the patient of mine said, uh, yeah, I was I was in Kensington and I see this woman walking and there was something about it that was striking even though she was a little, a little more mature. Right. And she had this she had this scarf and these glasses and she took them off to walk into a market and I go, Oh my god, it's David Gardner and she was like still had that had that shine. Yeah, um, had the
0: had that presence. I guess you call it that presence where you're drawn to and you can go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and when she when she, when she passed away frank had you know had her buried in north carolina in, in her hometown
0: and there's she, a museum she, there too now
1: yeah if, i was i was just down there uh, last year driving through the eva garden museum you yeah, went there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah how yeah. was that it's 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 a it's a great uh, tribute to her it has has uh, excerpts of her movies and, and and some of the wardrobe she had it's uh It's a it's a quaint little town, you know, in in in, uh, North Carolina.
0: Yeah, I'm supposed to go with a friend of mine who uh, has she does some shows with me, and she did that she does series with me, and she did the iconic one of Frank and Ava. So we're going to take a road trip and do that. But more the movie you. So this was all built in your acting thing as a play. Did you? Is this basically? You added a lot, or was is this just basically what the play was? I
1: added a lot because the play was a two-hander, so in the play is two, is twelve scenes and two people speaking oh, about all wow. these things. So, so, so basically, I took I took a 2 hander play and made you know, eighty actors, hundred 100 characters, and opened it up, and and there's and there's a lot of scenes, you know, the, the, some of the scenes just between the two of them. Are kind of right from the play, but most of the other scenes involving anybody else is basically me writing it and, and, and from the research I did and the interviews I did. Uh, you know, like some, some of my favorites, some of the more favorite scenes I, I wrote was uh, with with the, with the mob guys hanging out, like the barbershop scene and I the, scene love in that. the restaurant.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you have yeah. your head covered. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. that, head hopper.
1: Hedda hopper, exactly. Where and and, and so, and, and what, and, and the fun thing was, so a lot of the actors, the people I, I actors I met out here in L.A. who, some were my patients, some <laughs> became my patients. Uh, it was interesting, to, like, so during the making, during the making of the film, I'd be able to be on set, and one of the actors uh, said, you know, I'm uh, I'm having chest pain, and I re- and then I remember that you were a cardiologist, and then wind up bringing the guy in, you got a stent during the making of the movie. <laughs> uh,
0: what? A, I mean, how convenient and, 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 is that, right? <laughs>
1: And, and he's like, I never would have known to call a doctor, but then I realized that you're a cardiologist. And here I am on set, I'm having chest pain, so I'm going to call you, not 911, so, so we, so we took care of him.
0: But like um, we said, that, you know, you can make all the girls' hearts, go, the women's heart go pitter-patter, and then you can <laughs> cure them of their swooning, the heart doctor. How romantic, right? You're doing a love story, you're playing the love guy, and you are a heart doctor, Roman. Ha- Valentine's Day, how sweet. I love that. <laughs> and I love the movie. I really found it um. Uh, and you, especially, I have to say, you know, the, the woman who played Ava was lovely, but I really found um, your character compelling. I could feel the um, the frank angst, the frank everything, and you know, I enjoyed it a lot. I oh, really did. I did very you. much. I thought you were really good, and you know,
1: oh, thank you, thank you. So, thank so this you. is
0: your first movie. When is this going to come out? Rico,
1: you, you 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 could watch this now on on, on Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, you can! Right yeah, now, today, yeah. I didn't know that because uh, yeah. Susan gave me a link on Vimeo, so I'm watching there. Okay, so everybody <laughs> watch this on Amazon Prime, Right? Yeah. and Ava. But it was such a. Um, are you planning on doing other things now?
1: yeah well i've done i have done other films uh since then where i playing supporting characters there's a there's a there's a film uh called my my next best friend with eric roberts uh there's a film i shot in athens called the the, the greek job ja, where i play this uh very 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 bad character he's a he's a he's a german uh spy uh that the the holds the uh the, the lead character uh Cat, uh, hostage um and then we're you know, then we're looking to develop other projects i mean i did the same playwright that wrote frank and ava wrote, also wrote a play that i also did on stage called joe and Marilyn? so that's uh, so a that's, that's another idea in, in the pipeline to try to maybe get that one out uh work on that one because that's, that's another same hollywood romance yes be, to, and oh, that would be a great a story
0: biggie um who is the one who writes all these things? I might know him because he writes, like, all this, you know, like, play, right? And it's, like, either one person or two people.
1: His, his name is Willard Manus, and he, he's, he's out here in L.A. He's, uh, he's from the actor's studio. He's not my Yeah, yet, yeah. And, and he and he does like he likes to write historical plays about real characters yeah. it's fact, the way we met which is kind of funny um we uh he was doing a play called berlin cowboys about how the uh basically about spies in berlin after the second world war mm-hmm. and how and how the russians used double agents to fool the cia and Build the Berlin Wall overnight and totally out, you know, outwit the Americans, and he had a, the main character was a, a spy who spoke Greek and Russian, and and so he hired this actor who was Greek to, to, to do the play. And I guess somewhere during the rehearsals there was a problem. I'm not sure what the problem was, but he they were trying to figure out if they can get rid of him, recast him because he was driving. Production crazy, and you sitting down with a patient of mine who's also a director. He goes, I love to replace this guy, but we open in three weeks. Who can I? Who can I get that's going to learn this whole play and learn these these pages in Greek and, and Russian? And he says, "My doctor." He goes, "Me a doctor? Yeah, he's an actor. You can learn this stuff. In no, no, no time." And and basically, they brought me in, and I became Kostas, the Greek, uh, the Greek <laughs> spy who can speak many languages. And I learned I learned the Russian and Greek dialogue, and, and I was like his hero. I used to play; was a big hit. And that's when he said, "Hey, I want to do. I want to write plays for you." And, he, and that's when he wrote uh, for Frank and Ava. So uh, and, once, and once again became like one of my patients sitting 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 next to another playwright cool. saying, "Use my doctor." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. That you were discovered in a hospital as you were attending to your patients. How, I mean. You know, no Schwabs for you. Just go to Cedar Sinai, right? And there you are. (laughs) There he is. Ah, don't you ladies go piling into Cedar Sinai now, looking for Doctor Rico? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or if you got a job for him, get there. But that's amazing. How? So, do you have? Did you have to take a lot of time off when you shot Frank and Ava?
1: Well, I wanted to accommodate my schedule, so the movie was shot uh, basically weekends.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it was shot in 15, 14 weekends. And then, and then there was a week that we spent in Rome. Yeah, uh, that
0: was yeah.
1: Insane. So, so, uh, and, and Rome was great. Cause I, I, I spoke Italian and I, it, we, we were kind of lucky. We found, uh, that there was an Italian crew that was supposed to work on a, on a James Bond film. And, and the movie got the James Bond film got pushed back because, uh, um, had, 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 had an issue. And, uh, uh, and so they were under, they were sitting around waiting to start shooting. So I, so I schmoozed them in Italian. I said, listen, you guys are here. Why don't you work on my film? You, know, you can make extra bucks, you know. And so, and so we had all all this great equipment that was, uh, that was designated for 007, was used, used to shoot my stuff in Rome. So that was Frank Frankie,
0: great. baby. I love it. <laughs> did you like Frank before you did this movie? Did you think of him? Well, was he anything you really cared about?
1: So, I, I, so I'll be honest. I, mean, I grew up so my so, yeah, I grew up Italian in Brooklyn. So Frank Sinatra is a bit of a, a, a god for, for for Brooklyn Italians. I met Frank when I was a kid. My father took me to the Westchester Premier Theater mm-hmm. uh, to go see him sing, and, and then he took me backstage. And my father was like in a restaurant nightclub business, he was like a, one of these knock-around guys, yeah. Far cry from medicine. But I got the neat, you know, guys with pinky rings and no necks, <laughs> you know, with, with great with great nicknames. <laughs> And, you know, he took me backstage and and, 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 he, and he, there's, there's Frank and Joey and in the, in the, in the crew. And he, I was, even as a kid, I would tell people I wanted to be a doctor when I grow up. and So he was proud of that. So he goes, hey, Frank, this is my kid. And he says, hey, come on, Rico, tell Frank what you want to do when you grow up. And he go, hi, this Sinatra. I want to be a doctor. And he looks at me with those blue eyes. He goes, small move, kid. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't turn out like your old man. And then he puts a C note in my pocket.
0: <laughs> he did, <helps. laughs>
1: he did. And, and that was the first time I met Frank. And, of course, when we walked out and him, I thought, hey, give me that scene no Frank gave. us too much you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you get any money from that?
1: Nah, nah. Oh, my. I was six. I, I, I couldn't debate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but how sweet. He was yeah. a generous guy in many respects. Um, Very generous guy. Yeah. yeah. And he did some really good acting jobs, and Ava did, too. I mean, she wasn't a great actress by any means, but she did some really nice movies. She was passable. Um, she never remarried after Frank. Never. No,
1: no, no, exactly. And uh, Frank, had, of course, had the Mia Farrow, and then and then Barbara. But uh, it's funny what, what, if you, if you look at the end of the movie, there's some brief snippets of interviews. And, and oh, I and love those
0: Terry Moore yeah. and Shirley Jones, and
1: yeah. Know. So so maybe at some point we may release longer versions because some great great stories like these these they they told me about I mean the kind of great dirt on Frank, great. Give, some. Give
0: us one big dirt story that's not in the movie. Come on, Rico. Come on. Just a little teeny one.
1: Come on. yeah. Well 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 one of the one of the one of the women that that got interviewed um his, uh, his name is Jan March and Jan dated frank and she was and she and, and so i met her because she was a she was a patient of mine and, and she was, <laughs> <Can> you <laughs> and, and, and she and she basically told me about how she met frank she was because she, you know, she was a she was a chorus girl in vegas she was one of these you know when they, back then they used to sing and she's back behind them doing her dancing and this and she said yeah she goes i'm singing and this and that and then suddenly uh uh they invite me to come come sit down with frank and there i'm sitting at a table. And uh, I'm sitting up across from Elizabeth Taylor and Mount Monroe, and, and there's Julie and Frank, and uh, and then uh, you know J- uh, Frank left, Julie left left Frank's key. He said, "This is uh, this is Frank's key." Uh, use it later. And she was like sc- she was like, Screw this guy, who's he think he is? So she threw she gave the key back she gave the key to the to the to the, to the here. Tell Mr. Sinatra you drop this and then, then, then the next night they're singing again mm-hmm. and Frank's up there doing his number and, and she's dancing next to him and he stops the act and he says, Uh and here's and here's the broad that left my pencil out to dry last night <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, You're damn straight. Who do you think you are? And then they That go back is so to the funny.
0: <laughs> that's so cute. I love him using broads. I just think that's funny. And,
1: and uh, then they wind up like getting together and she lived with him out in, in, in Palm Springs. She would stay with him for t- three months, four months. And she said that Frank used to love to read a lot. She goes, he thought he was a jailhouse lawyer. He would read law books all the time. Whenever his friends had any issues, he would quote this this law, that rule. And he was like he used to love you using like learning big words so he can like introduce a new big vocabulary word when he go out when he wanted you know to dinner and hang out with his buddies, and she'd be like, "Come on, Frank, you do not even know what that word means? She goes knock it off and then they they go back and forth. And he goes and one day, you know he she because she was very outspoken he he says to her, uh, what's it gonna take to get rid of you?" Said, <laughs> and she goes and she goes, a Cadillac convertible red." goes the next morning. there was a brand new caddy convertible red outside with, with, with the keys and a ribbon he said he says hey uh, take good luck <laughs>
0: <laughs> after three months he was sick of her
1: after, after three months
0: scram baby but, uh, scram yeah.
1: yeah but she had all, but shit but she hung around she got this and the one thing she did say is, is that is that you know ava was a subject for and you would never mention her you would never talk about her you know or bring her up yes um
0: because yeah. I discuss, I talked to some woman who dated uh, – she was like a hippie chick, um, an Asian hippie chick. I think she was from Korea. And she dated Frank for like two months, and he even introduced – it was after Mia, and he introduced mm-hmm. her to Mia. And then she knew – which one is the one these boots are made for walking, Nancy?
1: Nancy, yeah, Nancy. Yeah.
0: So Nancy was there, and she said Ava was just the most beautiful woman you could ever see. But again, this woman said, no way. You would never talk about Ava to him. Like you said, verboten. No way, Jose. So, yeah. I mean, she was, she heard him so much, but he loved her. It's so complicated, that relationship. It was so complicated. But I loved it, you know, to read about it and Um, And to watch it, good for him. Tell your friend who wrote it. Very good. And thanks for you to write it. It's really enjoyable. All us classic movie fans, check it out on Prime, Amazon Prime, because I had no idea. I said, when is it going to come out? Because I want to put Rico on when it's already out so that when people, you know, hear the show, they can check out Amazon. And um There you go. Now I know. I can put this out whenever I want because it's on Amazon.
1: There you go. Break out the popcorn and uh, and, and buckle your seats and enjoy the ride. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and you're really, really, really – you get the essence of Frank. I loved when you were sitting there with Montgomery Clift and he was helping you while you were doing – doing uh from here to eternity and then it shows you i'm not going to spoil it to everybody but it's a really good movie and you probably know the ending anyway but you know what it's a movie ending and i don't want to give away a movie ending even though it's about a true person but you cast some wonderful people and um they made me laugh and you i don't know it was just good and you were drunk and that's This is something I think Ava wrote that she was, was she in the car when Frank was drunk and went up to the door? Yes. Because she wanted him to prove it, that he was going to get a divorce from Nancy.
1: Correct. That's correct. In fact, when I I met, I I met, um, I met Nancy Snatcher a few times. I remember once we were at the Joe Bologna's memorial and and I sat next to, next to her and Renee Taylor. And uh, she, she looked at me and she said, she said, uh, where did you get all your information? I go, why is it? that is it, is it, I do something wrong? She goes, well, no. So you did. You did it too damn right. Where'd you get some <laughs> of that stuff? from?
0: But <laughs> yeah, it's published so. everywhere. Plus, half of the people knew him. I bet Martin Landau knew him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So everyone had their. Everyone had, like I said, Terry Moore. So Terry Moore, because she had Terry Moore had dated. Howard Hughes. So Howard Hughes made it like a vendetta to, to 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 try to ruin Frank because Frank stole Ava Garner from her, and he did everything he could to try to embarrass Frank, spy on Frank, leak stories about his connection with the mob guys to to, to the Feds. Howard really was invested in seeing Frank not succeed. In fact, it's a story that uh, Frank did some really bo- a bad it was a bad one. It was a clunker with uh, with Groucho Marx. Um, never, uh,
0: did it ever come it, out because i've never well, thought
1: of that so so, so so it had one name and what happened was uh uh hughes bought the picture renamed it double dynamite and had it released just so we could bomb again just oh. to have people say look how bad frank is in this movie and and, and they, they we playing in theaters where the, the joke is you know the theater hold held the. Held, uh, 1,500 people, and there was 1,499 seats <laughs> <to> open. <laughs> but, but he know, did that just, just to embarrass Frank, to have, to have the paper say Sinatra and the Clunker, double dynamite. <laughs>
0: but who wasn't he engaged to? Who wasn't he? His, he had his hand in every broad you know, doorway, and he also had this whole thing of cottages where he would put up starlets and, and big stars. And in Ava's book, she said, you know, I used him. He gave me jewelry, but she said she never had sex with him. And people said, yes, she did. But I don't know. Cause I wasn't there, but in her own book, she said, you know, he, he was jealous. He was all these things, but he never, yeah. never banged her. So <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, well, Hughes. So one of the people that's in the interviews, a guy named Scotty Bowers, that he oh, actually my. wrote a book.
0: Yeah, I wrote and it. He,
1: he, he has his book, right? And, oh, and, yes. and there was a, And Netflix did a series uh, called, I think it was called Hollywood, about the gas station. Scotty ran that gas station. Scotty was the guy in the gas station where he would hook up, you know, young men with, you know, whoever wanted them and young women. And and he told me stories of of, of Hughes. And Hughes was a a germaphobe, as you you know. And Hughes would basically pull up in his limousine. And he'd say, "I want to clean one, Scotty." And then he has somebody come in, and they have, and he had, these, and, and he basically would wear gloves and handle them <laughs> with, with gloves on. And it's like it's, it's very, yeah, very eccentric, very strange. Uh, and Scotty told a lot of, you know, he so, so one of the first one of the stories he told me about Ava and Frank. So he said that uh, Ava and Lana Turner were very close, uh, and maybe a little too close, if you, yeah. if you know yes, what I mean. Yes, they were really good but,
0: friends, and the rumor yeah. is that they did have a relationship.
1: Correct. And, and so, so, so Scotty said, the first time I met Frank, I was in Palm Springs. I was with Lana and Ava, and they were getting it on and doing whatever, and I was just sitting there just drunk and watching it happen. And, and Frank walked in and said, who the hell are you? And he goes, I'm Scotty. Well, get the hell out of my house. And he chased him out, and, and 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 that's and that's how that's how that's how he met Frank. And I read Aiden.
0: that in so many books. I didn't know it was Scotty Bauer who did that. Who was with yeah. Ava and Frank? And there's also other stories that said Ava and um, and Lana were in the pool. That was it. You know, so you get every. Said a lot of people don't believe Scotty. A lot of people don't.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's got some of the stories are that corro- they're corroborated, I and mean, he t- he tells a lot of them about a lot of people and a lot of details.
0: Boy, oh boy, Uh, did he! Charles Lawton, anyone? Ew! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So. Yeah,
0: Hollywoodland. That was it. That was about Hollywoodland. Yeah. Who played? Who was in it? Wasn't that? Eric, no, that wasn't Eric Roberts, was it?
1: No, 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 no. That it, it was, was Dylan was McDermott
0: uh, who played Dylan McDermott, yeah. exactly.
1: Who, who kind of played Scotty? Except, they never really said it was based on Scotty, but the, the, it kind of was. It was totally his story. Yeah. If you
0: knew, yeah, because he was yeah. you know kind of pimping boys, boys out through there. So yeah, it was interesting. But I really did Dylan McDermott was really cute in that. I liked him in that a lot. Um, and it was. Uh, but back to your movie. You have uh, you're back doing your doctor full time. When do you do? Do you still do uh actor studio stuff at night or the weekends or? Well, I
1: mean, the studio kind of shut down during the pandemic, but now Online. it's starting to yeah. o- open open again for sessions. And yeah, there's there's uh there's there's playwright sessions, there's a uh, sense of memory sessions, there's sessions where you get to have people like Ellen Bernstein or Pacino run and run the sessions and, and, and watch scenes and critique them. So that's, that's, all, that's always a lot of fun. Have and, you uh, ever done that?
0: Have you ever been crit- uh, critiqued by Ellen Burst- Burstin or Al Pacino?
1: I haven't had them. Well, I've had, I've had, I've had them come to my plays and I've had them say like my performances. I've been, I've been, crit- I've been critiqued by Marty, uh, by Marty Landau when he when he was running the sessions. Um, and he, he was always he was always very complimentary um and and uh, and Mark Rydell, used, used to be used to be one of the, one of, the, one of my one of my uh, uh, mentors and, and used to critique our scenes. So yeah,
0: and that's very cool. I just think it's amazing how this all happened to you and just by you know becoming a cardiologist, going to Los Angeles and your patients, you know, you know, do the director thing. Oh, you're a star. Give me the left. Give me this. Hey, I got something for you. I think that's incredible. I do really love that story. And I good for you, Rico. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and the great thing was I got to do a lot of theater. And I think theater is where you really you know, get your you know, get make your bones in acting. You know, but, chops. But, but, yeah. 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 Because cause you're out there. You're out there, and there's no cut, and you know, right. you just get, just fly, and you have to you have to make it to the end. And to be on stage for an hour and a half, you know, and and uh, and tell the story and keep the audience there, there at your, at your fingertips, and and uh, and get them to laugh and cry with you. I think that's that's uh, the there's, there's a certain there's a certain joy in that, a certain kind of, of uh, uh, but, so that kind. Of, I think that's what that's what that's the thrill I get of, it, of doing of being able to to, to, to to for an hour for, for an hour and a half or two hours, like uh, lose myself into some somebody else in some in some world and some place and try to affect somebody in the front row. Like I always say, if I can make somebody, you know, take a hanky and wipe a tear, then I know I did my job, you know?
0: You did. And, um, as far as acting goes, did you prefer movie making or do you prefer stage?
1: Well, I mean, I- honestly stage was is to me was is really the the opium because you're really you're working and rehearsing and rehearsing and then once the show starts you're out there every night and anything can happen there's something really amazing about that movie making it's it's uh it's a different skill set and it's also is a technical component because it depends on so many things the director the lighting the producing and, and where where things are the wardrobe and 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 it's it's fun making movies. It's fun telling stories that way. But that's a more of a delayed gratification right. because you have because you're doing you're working today and shooting a scene today, and you're not going to know how it fits in the movie until a year from now. You know, and and all you have to do is focus on what you're doing in the moment. Uh, making this movie uh, as a producer, you know, and that was the first film I, I you know I produced. Um, there was definitely a lot of growing pains and a lot of crazy stuff that happened and also a lot of amazing stuff. I and mean, I, uh, I, I remember that there was a, there's a scene with a, with a DC three, it's a 1950 DC three airplane. It's, it's very hard to find a 1950 DC three airplane these days, unless you, unless you're Mario Scorsese and have like a hundred grams fan. Yeah. Uh, and this wasn't the budget of that movie. So, but I, I remember going to some airport out in uh, Camarillo and uh up in california and uh there was a there was an old twa constellation and they said yeah see that plane the you can have that for 50 grand a day i go well that's kind of not really my wow. budget and then some <laughs> some old retired salty pilot goes well you know there's an airport there in riverside they got some old planes <laughs> there not sure if they fly but you know you might want to try them and i Walter drove to riverside. I, yeah <laughs> there you go and I find this DC three, boom, and and, and and I say, hey, I like the like to shoot, you know, shoot shoot a scene with this plane, and they're like, uh, well, would you give would you give our airport credit? I go, hell yeah! So so, so it cost me like cost us like five hundred bucks instead of like you know a few, few thousands, fifty thousand bucks. So and, and you and have the a, magic
0: touch there, kiddo. Yeah, you really
1: and, do. And, then, <laughs> and I recruited pe- people like really, so I, I'd be at the gym working out. And an actor, you know, would come off and go, Hey, I heard you doing the Sinatra movie. I'm like, Yeah he goes, Well, where's my part? part? I'm like, Well I, I can't really aff- <laughs> we can't really afford your quote. He goes, "Who is do you think about a quote? I just wanna be in the damn movie. That's good you got you gave that guy your part, I wanna be in the part and, and people were actually coming up and they were like totally Jim
0: <laughs> full <laughs> that's, on that's LA for you, right? And and I think what was great about you
1: mentioned the casting, uh um, so, so Megan Foley and Chuck Merrill were my casting directors. Uh, but for a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the other parts, like the smaller parts, uh, uh were guys I knew and, and guys that like came up to me. And when I wrote the scenes, I wrote, the, I wrote with them in mind because their energy and their vibes and, and the chemistry between the actors were, were people that they, they knew that know each other or, or that their, that their relationship with each other in life was going to be similar to the relationship it was going to be on screen, and it was and it very kind of real.
0: I love those yeah. guys. It was very real, yeah. and um, the rep- they had really good rapport. And it was—I thought you were really good. And like I said, who was the woman who played Ava?
1: Oh, so her name is Emily Alicia Lowe. and and Megan Foley uh, I found her. She was we did a big casting call, and she and she had, and she found her for me. Yeah, and she and she was just she was just lovely.
0: She was. She's beautiful. Um yeah nice ava for you well frank i think we are at the end of our rope because i think someone's going to be starting drilling (laughs) next door to me (laughs) oh no (laughs) yes yeah that's not very fun (laughs) like a dentist so um i want to thank you and rico did i call you frank I did. See? (laughs) See? I just, you inhabited the character so much, Rico. I just couldn't help myself. Um, You guys check this out. It is on Amazon Prime, N-O-W. You will love Rico. Rico's fab. And there's a lot of familiar faces you'll see. And it is a very good movie. Uh, Frank and Ava, what a love story. We love them. All of us do. So check it out. Out and whatever comes up, Rico. If you want to come on again, you can be my guest. And right. why don't you say your name? Because I don't say it like you. This is <laughs> this is the lovely Rico. I love the way you say your name. So Italian,
1: Rico Simonini.
0: Simonini. It's so <laughs> it's so <laughs> Simonini Simonini. I love it. <laughs> anyway, like I said, he said if you have heart problems. Go see Dr. Rico Simonini. (laughs) And if you have a part for him, you can always check him out there or the gym. Um, And he will be happy (laughs) to listen to you. Rico, you are darling. And I want to thank you so much for coming on. I was looking forward to us talking. And like I said, I really enjoyed the movie. And I thought you did a really – it ain't easy playing someone that's been alive and is so – you know, conditioned in all of our brains, you know, to play that kind of a person. Frank was an icon and everything. And you did, a, you captured it. You did it really, really well. And I want to uh, give you two thumbs up, you Brooklyn. Thank you. you.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Lovely, lovely being on the show with you. And, uh, hey, uh, and, and uh, next, next, next time you're out in Hollywood, just, uh, hey, give us a jingle, you know. <laughs>
0: I will. I will. I will. I'm coming out to Hollywood. I, I, I'll i have to stop in at your hospital, be a patient. Maybe somebody will discover me or something.
1: <laughs> Here she is.
0: Hey, if I got a bot for you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you again, Rico. The movie is... Frank and Ava. And it is on Amazon Prime NOW. So I would say check it out, you guys. We love our Ava and Frank and our Frank and Ava. And thank you so much, Rico. Thank you. Thank Keep you. us posted, okay? All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Rico. Bye.